good afternoon. We've come in to a very busy place. We're in the middle of Yokohama, at the station actually, the train station that is, and we are doing podcast episode number 50. So this is FI Goes PC, live from Yokohama edition, which is pretty cool, pretty cool. We've never done this before. And I am joined, as always, by our producer, Winifred Marcelo. Hello. I am also joined by the ever-growing superstar, the Unicorn Slayer, a.k.a. Pete Salo. Hello. There's noisy ways of telling me I'm getting fat, though. Well, ever-growing. Ever-growing. In in both size and fandom. (laughs) And I am, as forever and always, your host, Rebel Zen, a.k.a. Danny Hale. I had to do me last though because we're live. We're live. Say hello. 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 (laughs) So we're actually at uh, a beer hall, I think they called it. A beer restaurant. A beer restaurant. So Mm -hmm. we're actually eating a bowl of beer right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's called Alibaba, which is very Japanese, as you all know. (laughs) So we're here in what looks like the Taj Mahal, I've got to be honest. Mm -hmm. I've taken some photos, so we'll throw them on our Twitter for the people that don't use it. But if you do use it, you should go there right now. We'll tell you all about that at the end of the episode. But here we are, Yokohama. And we're going to do the season wrap here, which is why it's very special, why we're here. We're not actually anywhere but home. We've just been playing crowd noise effects in the background. <laughs> That's basically what's happening. We just live on a noisy street. We do. Yeah. And we're in the street right now, sat in the middle of the road, hoping that trucks don't run over us. But if you are listening, obviously it's way ahead of time. We've been uh, pre-recording a lot of this. It's live for us right this minute, but it won't be. It's very much time travel, as we keep saying. But what's interesting about right now is it is going to be the Rugby World Cup tomorrow. In Yokohama. In Yokohama. Mm-hmm. So we came here to wish our team good luck. Our team is obviously uh, America. And, uh, <laughs> you can speak for yourself, mate. They're not even in the final, so that's, that's, that's good. But no, 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 it's England versus South Africa. Whoever wins, well done on you. Um, we are definitely going to win it, though. So uh, I've, I've checked with Mystic Meg. Did one of the fortunes at the, uh, the Temple Stallion. Yes, yeah. yeah, we're definitely going to win. So go on, England. Good luck to you. You'll obviously know this is old news by January, whatever the hell it is, by the time this comes up. But um, for us, it's, 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 it's relevant. I actually think they've missed a trick there. They could have made a fortune just by having the rugby fortunes. Yeah. So you lob your 100 gen in and you pick out who's the winner. So just put half England, half South Africa in there and you saw it. And that is at all the temples across Japan. Yeah. They should have done that, cash in, uh, which is kind of what we'd do in the UK. So uh, you'd go to our church and you'd have a rugby theme blessing. Yeah. And uh, you could all denounce your faith as soon as your team exits. Our, our father that art at Scrum Half. Exactly. Rugby exactly. be thy name. Exactly. I'm borrowing enough cold runnings here, actually. Try, try forever come. Excuse me? Because you score a try, don't you? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, anyway, we are, um, as I said, we're live in uh, Yokohama. We're going to wrap up the series today. We did the end special. We also did our um, final episode in the canon basically around various places including a rather special one we discussed that last time so this is really extra time which we're hoping the rugby doesn't go to we're also hoping all of our uh, Champions League finals do not (laughs) and any cup finals that our teams might be a part of Liverpool and Wolverhampton 
Well, if we'd have got through our last one, we would have been facing you in the next round. That is true. That is very true. And therefore, one of us would have been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm glad we didn't have that conundrum, <laughs> really. So, yeah, anyway, so back to the story. So today, uh, early start for us. We came out here at least before noon. Uh, it was at least in the a.m. part of the day, which, as you all know, is not my kind of time. I'm usually more of a p.m. time, like a prime minister. Well, if it is a.m., then it's pre-five o'clock. Exactly, yeah, yeah, which is not... like Unless I'm still awake by a.m., which is usual. You know, yeah. if the sun's coming up, I will go to sleep, vampire. But if, uh, of course, it's my natural habitat, I like the night. So it's been an unusual day for me to have so much daylight. It's been a very nice day, though, guys. It has 1st of November, and it's still been around, what, 20 degrees? 20 degrees, and it's been sunny, and it's been beautiful, which yeah. we haven't had many of those sort of days whilst being in Japan. No, they've all, all been a bit kind of murky. Yeah, Cloudy, murky, yeah. typhoony, <laughs> rainy. Yeah thundery etc but we've had a few good days and on the good days we try to film on those days to show you guys as much as we can around Tokyo we're now in a different city which has been a hell of an eye opener I've got to be honest because we started our day with an epic train journey it was almost like going to London from Birmingham wasn't it it took about an hour and 20 maybe an hour and 30 including waiting time that's actually less than my trip to work, so really? I'm used to it. Yep. <laughs> this is basically a day of work for the unicorn slayer. Yeah. So we started off in a very special place in Yokohama. It was more of a suburban area. Very Santa Barbara in feeling. Do you know the place, what it was called, Winifred? Our producer? Uh... See, this is where we test our producer's knowledge. Chugakai, I think. It's basically a Chinatown area. Yeah. It's It's the last stop uh, within the Yokohama area on that line. It is. We didn't film in Chinatown because all of Series 2 is actually in China. China. (laughs) Um, So we we thought... Oh, don't say that. Well, There's there's a a few people uh, across the water that would be very unhappy with you right now. Yeah, they might say... That's not accurate, but it is accurate. <laughs> so I couldn't give a monkey's bum. But obviously Macau was our end special, so we didn't want to kind of tie into that too much. We wanted to be quite unique. We did uh, contemplate at the beginning to do the sort of, I want to say neo-European streets. They were very mm. European in style. Yeah. But we have got an amazing photo album, which I think we will probably share some of on Twitter. The best hits of our trip out here nearer the time of release so around now <laughs> so basically check out our Twitter for information on that we will show you some of the best of stuff around our tour around Japan and Hong Kong Macau it's been a hell of a two months it has indeed and it, it literally finished today so we've literally been non-stop for the last week but at that start I wanted to say, like, there's a lot of... If anyone listening um, knows anything about Studio Ghibli, that's uh, Miyazaki's best of works. Films like Spirited Away, Friendly Neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Services especially. The area we started off today was almost like the inspiration behind that. Half of it Chinatown, half of it European, but fantasy-like almost. Very cool place. And Wynn and I got a, a bit of time to go and explore the food there. 
uh, unicorn sale went off and uh, ravaged some unicorns, didn't you? Of course. Yeah, that's what you It's do. been a while and I thought, you know, I'll take the opportunity. Yep, yep, got to, got to get some kills in. Mm-hmm. But we were in a coastal part, which was really cool to be in because we've yeah. been kind of mainland in Tokyo. So just seeing that kind of area, it made, like, it really did make me think it's more European as opposed to the Tokyo kind of hard corporate American style feeling of a city. yeah, yeah. yeah. We were in something that felt a lot more local to us lads. We actually thought, Pete and I thought it was a bit Solihull-like. So really? if you're in the yeah, if you're in the UK, it's a little bit like the centre of Solihull, the nicer part. I was just happy to get out of the city sometimes. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Even in Hong Kong, after a day in Central, you're like, oh, relief. Yeah, yeah. Once it's, you it, leave. Well, it is. It's very nice to kind of see real life mm. as well. Mm. And the first impressions of Yokohama, we got off the train. We were kind of slightly out of the city part. We were in the sort of suburbs where Chinatown is. The first thing I noticed is people are so much more um, friendly. Uh, Every time we take a picture and we talk about five billion, (laughs) they would stop and wait in courtesy. And it was just a nicer area. I think people's stress levels are less. A lot more families here. A lot of the older people as well, very... um, Acknowledging, we got a few hellos and, and good mornings and stuff. I actually had a guy shaking my hand in Chinatown. I've yeah. no idea what he was trying to say, um, and he eventually gave up because he realised I couldn't understand him. But yeah, he just came up and shook my hand. I think he loved you. There you go. Well, you have got an <laughs> ever-growing presence. I have. In it's called fans. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think you have uh, international fame here. Obviously, everyone knows who you are. So that was probably your number one fan in Chinatown, Yokohama. Yeah. So just before we get to Chinatown, just to finish off that European bit, the alleyways we went to, um, really kind of a suburban drive, because just past us, I don't know if anyone out there has played the game Shenmue, which is very old now, it's on the Dreamcast, but they've re-released on the PlayStation. It had a very similar vibe to that game, and I'm pretty sure it might be set in Yokohama in sort of the 90s but it's very very it brings that memory of that game forward really because you go to the place there's a few little shops our restaurant wasn't really marked we just sort of ran out of time because we were meeting uh, our key translator Sour hi Sour how are you doing uh, just after so we want a time crunch and at this point we were just like I'll just pick a place and we'll go in it look there's a door yeah exactly there's a door it must be a restaurant and we actually uh, went, it's not down here <laughs> we actually went into someone's living room and had dinner with them not quite true it was a very small restaurant very small cozy, restaurant cozy but really really nice well um, I'm, I'm basically going to say like a zen garden right behind your head yeah but it was literally the most Japanese thing we've seen some pretty Japanese things in our Sakusa in Tokyo Mm -hmm. but this really was the Japan that I was thinking of when I came here and you had the chef the main lion chef right behind me cooking online just one old guy what was he cooking on a computer um, because that's how you do it now. <laughs> you don't cook food in the kitchen, you do it on a computer. So you had a megabyte. He was online, cooking, yeah, exactly. I had a megabyte, a gigabyte, and a terabyte, all at once. Yeah, it very good. It was a set meal. It was a set meal, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was literally, you go in, uh, no idea what the menu says, nothing in English. They gave you a set menu with broken English, really. Yeah, there was English. Titles, but, um... you didn't know the content, really, of what you were getting. 
it said it came with an appetizer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a main and a dessert, and there was a picture of the main, and that was about it. But I'm going to say, just for the folks at home, in this area, there's so many local uh, Japanese specialists. There's an amazing-looking burger bar. That, that looked straight out of the 50s in America, but it was all Japanese stuff, like cheese inside the burger and just really kind of cool stuff. But the place we went to was as traditional as you can get. When we walked in, there was basically a, a table of old older ladies having a gossip meeting, which was amazing to see, because we, we've missed a lot of that in Tokyo. And the actual meal that we had, the starter was like a glass noodle thing, and then you had like a bento box of whatever you ordered. And then the dessert, which I want to focus on, don't want to bore everyone at home, but the dessert, you looked like you had a cup of purple paint mm -hmm. <laughs> and a cheesecake slice, right? Yeah. A mini one. But the, the purple stuff, I think, was taro pudding. Yeah. It was one of the nicest things I've ever eaten. Really, really good. Special area to eat. It was kind of like a mousse, but slightly wetter in, yeah. in consistency. Basically the American, so the American equivalent of a pudding, what they would consider a pudding. Very similar. Like a thicker, slightly thicker custard. Mm. Well, I, I, I must say I did often eat purple paint as a kid, Yeah. which <laughs> might well explain what I'm like now, because it was still lead paint when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And it's a good diet to raise your uh, unicorn slayers on lead it paint. It is. Yeah. 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 Just in case you wondered what they eat. There you mm -hmm. go. That's, ba that's baby food, yeah. obviously. So, um, yeah, the area, like I was saying, very special. And thanks to Sal, really, for pointing us in that direction. Because we then went to meet her. Mm -hmm. And she's our key translator for films like Kin. She'll help us on other things in the future, obviously. But she might even help on this. Because God she knows we need translating. my equivalent of Japanese Google Translate. She's my go-to. She is, she is. But so it was lovely to meet her, finally. I've only sort of briefly, indirectly talked to her in yeah. text form or whatever. But basically, you know, it was really great to see her. And she, she actually recommended this place that specializes in parfait which is hugely Japanese thing. We, there's, there's some in America, but it's more like a breakfast yogurt yeah. thing. Uh, but here it's almost like um, a sundae with a lot more healthier stuff in it. Yeah. Fruits and, and other such joys. I'm glad I left you to it then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, I had a matcha latte, which a lot of people will know what that is now. They have it in Starbucks in the UK, US, everywhere. Like a green tea latte. Green tea latte, yeah. It is green. But this one came in a bowl, mm. a massive bowl, almost French style hot mm. chocolate. And they gave me a side of maple syrup, which I've never known to, to, as a combo. <laughs> I didn't touch that, I had it uh, in the bitter old man way, which is how I like it, so there's no sweet. You essentially had a matcha latte soup. I did, I did. And we will have the picture and we will put it on Twitter, especially... I still think, I still think you're trying to sing the Moulin Rouge song. Yeah, yeah. Matcha, chocolate, <laughs> maple syrup. I think that is pretty much it. I, I didn't know you were that good at French, but you really yeah. are. So basically, we did the Moulin Rouge special, correct? <laughs> I had that. We'll put the, uh, the picture on Twitter so you can see my instant reaction. Let me just mention our Twitter handle because it's not that hard. It's, okay. Our handle is Project FIA. 
at Twitter. No, it's no. at. <laughs> I, know, gotcha. I, know. I know. I don't use Twitter, so what do I know? Our listeners will know what I'm Yeah, yeah, but you about. should totally go there. Um, join in. We've, we've got to really start a community. Open up tour to us. Drop your drop, comments. Drop some of those hashtags that used to be the symbol for a number when I was younger. Exactly. You used to actually mean number, didn't it? Yeah. Now it means pound and other things. <laughs> but let's just go back. So, Matcha Play's amazing. Sour meeting, great come out of that and that's when we started walking through Chinatown and Pete had already explored Chinatown earlier that's where the unicorns are yeah exactly and they have unicorn soup they have unicorn uh, stew unicorn noodles lots of unicorns in Chinatown lots of unicorn fin soup actually yeah unicorn (laughs) fin soup it's a very uh, it's it's a particular delicacy been a bit controversial hasn't it the amphibian relation yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, those, the sea, those, those sea unicorns. Sea unicorns. Yeah. That's, we were talking about that in, in the episode. Or narwhals, as they're known to most people, but you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but basically, like, that area, pretty authentic in look. Definitely weird to see a Chinatown in Asia, you know, <laughs> yeah. when it's, it's very much close. But it has that kind of Hollywood... LA Chinatown flavor and the fact that it's selling a lot of tourist gimmicky stuff. It's got a bit of pizzazz. It has got a lot of pizzazz. (laughs) The one thing we notice is the Japanese interpretation of dumplings. Almost all of the famous Chinese dumplings, siumai especially. Siumai and siulongbao. Yeah. They made it so it actually looked like their kind of dumplings or like like they flipped over the siulongbao dumplings. So to me it looked like takoyaki. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the presentation well, they, was they entirely cooked, different. They cooked all dumplings like gyoza. Yeah. So half fried as opposed to steamed, yeah. which is interesting. Well, you know what it is? It's because we've had the Australians here for the World Cup, so they've done it upside down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly it. Mm. It's how the Aussies like their dumplings, yeah. which is fair, which is fair. Because everything's upside down in Australia. Uh, yeah, it all is. They're down under. It Including is. Including Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Christmas and summer. Which we've discussed many occasions. But yeah, like the dumpling thing was quite weird. But it was cool. It was very vibrant. Yeah. Massive as an area. Like probably the biggest one I've yeah, ever seen as a there Chinese There was actually quarter. a massive queue of Chinese people for those dumplings. Yeah. Not that one shot where you could see them making it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did one with green tea, which is quite cool as well as the skin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which was quite so good to green point dumplings. Out. Yeah, yeah. In fact, green tea has been very, very prevalent in these here parts. So I'm not sure, it, like it's always big in Japan, yeah, obviously yeah. it's Japanese traditional tea, but here especially a lot of things um, experiment with green tea. I don't know if that's I just think coincidence. It's in general. Yeah, it could be. It's a very general theme throughout Japan, I think, that sure. you'll get these specialist, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. green specialist tea things. Stuff. But I haven't seen it in Tokyo quite as worn on the sleeve as here no not with waffles and everything like that's that that's because people shops. are a bit cleaner in Tokyo and they don't drop their sleeve into their tea oh I see mm. I see yeah. that could be it but yeah no it, it was just kind of cool to see it yeah like I've never seen special shops so it might just be I haven't been looking for them but obviously Tokyo is so enormous there's probably an entire there's a lot of other things too there's probably yeah. a green tea district yeah, exactly there's, there's a ward of matcha yeah but no man it was, yeah exactly yeah which is a Beatles song everyone yeah. knows um but yeah, no, it's, it was cool to see that. Coming through Chinatown, we got to the sea finally. So mm-hmm. we saw the sea, and the sea saw us. But that was the big park. That's got a name, right? Like, the uh, park area? Yamashita Park, I think. Yamashita. 
a lot of um, enormous, almost days gone by liners there. Mm. Boat, boat, boat Don't lines. the cruise ships come through Yokohama sometimes? Yes, yeah, absolutely. They, there's, um, there's a main port of a, right. a, a yeah. cruise ship. And they've got a customs port. office, so it's definitely yeah. international. I think that is where most world cruises, they'll <laughs> bypass Tokyo and they'll, mm. they'll come to Yokohama. Yeah. We're quite close to Haneda Airport as well. Yeah. So we're actually closer, I think, from Yokohama side than we are from where we are in Tokyo. Or which is convenient way, to us. Probably yeah, halfway, yeah. Uh, I think it's slightly closer here. But basically, yeah, that sea... We saw a cruise ship, actually, whilst we were filming. Mm -hmm. we, we focus a lot of our filming in that area. We haven't seen the sea for a lot of these two projects. We've sort of glimpsed at it, but we haven't really seen it, seen it, apart from the Star Ferry bit going yeah. up to the island <laughs> in Hong Kong. But here we haven't, and so we thought it might be important to show you almost the kind of maritime marine area of Yokohama. So we kind of focused on that for part one. In real time, we walked the whole thing in real time. Then we got to what I can only say is the best downtown area of any city <laughs> I've ever seen. It's literally Disneyland. Yeah. It was insane, like it a theme park. The coolest Ferris wheel I've ever seen. And the biggest. And Absolutely the biggest. Yeah. I was very tempted to put you guys on it. <laughs> well, yeah, all three series, there's been something that has scared the life out of me, because I am scared of heights. Yeah. Um, which actually has been two Ferris wheels yeah. so far. It has. So, yeah, I'm quite surprised I got away with that one. Do you include the climbing wall? No, the climbing wall was fine because right. I had a harness on. Yes, right. Yeah. We were going to go up Skytree, but honestly, I think he would have lost his mind. <laughs> so. Oh, no, that's fine. That's in, that's kind of inside. I think he would have been, like, because there's see-through floors. Yeah, that's fine. I've done the Blackpool Tower. Okay. Well, he says so. We'll never know because <laughs> we didn't do it. But um, I, I, the, the Ferris wheel... But this one was huge. It was truly, yeah. truly massive. Probably twice the size of one of the domes. Yeah, to the point where Wynn couldn't actually see the capsules on the end of it at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they weren't lit up. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. But um, does anyone remember what that place was called? Was it Cosmo? Cosmo, Cosmo World. Oh, it was something it was like that. It was Cosmo World, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so for all you uh, cocktail drinking ladies in the UK... That's where you go. <laughs> don't get confused. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll think you're getting drunk and you're on a log flume. <laughs> exactly. But it was oh, cool. Oh, on a log flume drunk. It was kind of like the Tokyo Dome theme park, but a lot more organised as a theme park with a few extra things because it kind of wrapped around the river, yeah, which yeah. was kind of cool. But also, just before you get there, you get to the World Port and Mall. <laughs> And lo and behold, everyone in England, bated breath, <laughs> something that we all know is a Japanese thing is Hamleys of London, yep. which was there to grace the bottom floor of Porter's World. I do believe there might be one in uh, tourist shops in America in the airport somewhere, maybe uh, Tom Bradley in LA, maybe in New York, but it's only a shop. Like if you're coming out of an airport, it makes sense, visit England's kind of promo. But I've never seen a shop outside of London. So that's kind of interesting to see that. And that is opposite another place we explored, which is the Red Brick Warehouse. Is that correct? Which was almost like going to a Redditch industrial estate 
in the UK. It was very European in the yeah, structure. It was. it was all red brick. Uh, the garden there looked like Stratford upon Avon. Yeah. And the, the bandstands and all of that. The loudspeaker definitely wasn't. The loudspeaker sounded like French Italian accordion music. Interspersed yeah. <laughs> with random we're not uh, interjected sure terminal line get your next cruise ship mm-hmm. some some time today it was a random culture shocky kind of an area mm. but the red brick warehouse once you got inside it was quite impressive all craft design loads of restaurants mm-hmm. it was like like I said it's like if you can imagine most industrial areas in, say in Liverpool where you have a lot of the Georgian red brick factories and stuff like this all interconnected it's pretty much that, but if you hollow out the interior and make it one big mall, it was it was yeah. quite incredible to, to see that. And if you're here in Tokyo and you want to pick up some kind of gimmick sort of gifts, like bracelets, jewelry, things like this, a lot of craft stuff mm. that's designed by local people in this place, that's where you go. And I believe some of the stuff does actually change monthly. Yeah. Because I had a sign saying this month's shops and there's about six or seven of them. I wouldn't be surprised if they have events in the mm. area as well. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be like a it huge... It feels really festive. So. Well, they have got the little Rugby World Cup thing, but, you know. There was also <laughs> that, um, the art installations that we walked past. Oh, yeah, that all the, the, the weird way, light things. Yeah, and... on the way to the Red Brick uh, yeah. warehouse area. I think it's I think it's linked with a university, yeah. so there must be a lot of art. So all um, all illuminated mm. art as well, very lit up. Yeah, I like um, that. that was very cool. cool. Yeah, and the really cool kids uh, obstacle course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> was just on the pavement. You'll see pictures of this, I'm sure, in a great hits on Twitter. But yeah, no. The uh, the thing about the uh, red brick warehouse is, as soon as we walked in there. We saw the Christmas plan that they've got mm-hmm. with all of the decor, you know, like they've shown you sort of a preview brochure, whatever, what, what was going to happen over Christmas with a Christmas market. And it really was quite an exciting thought to be like, if you ever want to be in a special place outside of London, but it's kind of what you know, Yokohama Red Brick Warehouse is the place to do it, man. It's, it looked like it would be fascinating, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, we're already seeing Christmas trees popping up, which is unusual. We're now in November, but they're popping yes, up all over town. Already. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seen I, a lot of them. Bar humbug. Yeah. I ate Christmas. All right, Scrooge. There he is. He's, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can say it now because this is going out at the end of January. Yeah. So, yeah. If you like Christmas, get out of here. I think, I think it's because I had, um, had a girlfriend a long time ago at college. Um, called Holly and as such loved Christmas because of her name so Chris, I had to ban her from singing Christmas carols before December because any time from September, October onwards she'd be starting yeah it's almost like you're done with one festival and then you instantly leap to the other one you know and when we grew up it was more like you left it last minute and got excited when the advent calendar started mm. and then that's when yeah. you get the 12 days of Christmas that's it but it's all gone now it's all <laughs> commercial advantage you know well working in the service industry our Christmas menus generally come out around August really is the normal time wow. um, the mini golf place in Birmingham started advertising in July this oh year oh my gosh not in America because they have Thanksgiving to mm. you know 
We've got Halloween first. that just about manages to stem the unstoppable they flow. Will, they will bring Christmas stuff out around Thanksgiving anyway, so it, it's tied right into after here. Thanksgiving. Right after Halloween, Christmas starts in LA yeah. for sure. And if you're in America, you have a, a happy Thanksgiving, but it'll be a memory to you. It is Thanksgiving almost here in our time. But of course, you're listening in January, so that's redundant. Mm-hmm. But hope you, next had, yeah, hope you had a great <laughs> Thanksgiving and we'll be with you in we real time, time next travelers. time. Yeah, yeah. So I think the Red Brit thing was quite cool to see. I think the uh, Cosmo world was really cool to see. A lot of amazing things good for all the family a lot of kids stuff a lot of uh, teenagers stuff the roller coaster was weird oh yes well it's kind of like oblivion uh, on towers you describe it it um essentially it went into the log flume so the log flume comes down and then just by the log flume track there's a hole that the roller coaster disappears into. Which is like oblivion. It Which, has a yeah, sheer drop. Yeah. It wasn't quite the uh, the 90 degree no, angle. No, yeah, yeah. Um, but we, we, we figured out that if you timed it right, the log flume could come down and then spray the people going through the roller coaster. <laughs> Causing a two in one. Which is very good. Yeah, but it was it was a really kind of cool place. There was a 4D screen where you could sort of see an aquarium in 4D. Which is a thing out here, they, they like their 4D screens. You could screens. just go to an aquarium. You could. Mm. But, but where's the fun in that? But if you're scared of an aquarium, go to a 4D <laughs> screen. So then we started to walk into Yokohama for real then. We're assigned to city bit, where we filmed part two. We did get to part two, it was kind of in the middle of nowhere, which is funny yep. in itself. But then we curved around and pretty much found a real... Yokohama. But we have not seen anything about Yokohama tires, have we? Not a single thing. So if you're a Chelsea fan, sorry, but I think your sponsor's an illusion. We did see Dunlop tires, but we haven't yeah. seen any Yokohama tires. Oh, this is the point where we find out that there's actually two places in Japan called Yokohama. That's it's correct. the other one that's famous for the tires. That's correct. You never know. And what I'm gonna say is on the note of tires, if you're tired of the current things that you're wearing <laughs> and you need a refresh, then I have got the best place in the world for you to refresh your entire wardrobe. Yes, it's Hobo Bait. They're a Hong Kong company and they sponsor us. And they're part of the Teespring community. But they've been, they've been our sponsor for the podcast for some time now. They definitely were really, really cool for our Hong Kong series, Series 2 of Project FIA, because they gave us all our t-shirts that we wore, quite proudly. And you'll see, you'll see uh, the awesome Hobo Bait top that we announced really by beginning our Japanese series, which is cool, as well as the very special podcast that we film for you guys. The that visual amazing. podcast. Yeah, the visual podcast. Who does that? Who does that? Who does that? Like, Joe Rogan does that. But who does that? Who does that? A lot of people A lot of do people. That. So, um, we just thought we'd be new. But Hobo Bait, very cool stuff. All kind of comedy t-shirts some of them are actually linked to our characters which is really cool to see mm-hmm. and thank you very much to the people at Hoverbait. and you can go to Hoverbait to refresh for your new year's resolution refresh your wardrobe by going to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Hoverbait. refresh your wardrobe now by going to and it's here again 
teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo baits. And thanks to all of you guys at Hobo Bait for bearing with us. Loving the show. Cheers, guys. So, yeah, still in Yokohama. Still surrounded by uh, a lot of people eating food. A lot of it dumplings, a lot of it Chinesey, a lot of it Donny, a lot of it other members of New Kid on the Block. And, uh, yeah, well, we're going to wrap up the, uh, the Yokohama story because we literally walked to where we're sat now, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of done three different sections of Yokohama life, all kind of unique. We didn't want to step on the toes of any of the other series. Like I said, we'll throw out some pictures for you on, uh, on Twitter, on the Twitter. Twitter, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, but you can leave some comments. Well, you could. You won't. You could, and you can like the pictures because I took most of them. I'm very splendid. We'll actually set it up by pictures by Unicorn Slayer, pictures by Rebel Zen, and pictures by Producer, and actually see which one no one likes because I don't comment. But if you want to do a competition, you should do. Well, I'm just going to like on and like all my own. I you're don't gonna, think that's allowed. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to south a vote. Yeah. Like all good presents. And then nobody else can do anything, so I will win. Yeah, that's literally... One vote on each picture. That's literally the president of the USA kind of logic. Well done. So, uh, anyway... I'm not that bad, Jesus. We've just realised, by the way, me and the monkeys in my head, that by the time this goes out, it's actually Chinese New Year. And, ah. of course, we've been to the Yokohama Chinese Quarter. We have. I want to mention that we are in a beer restaurant called Alibaba that serves Chinese food. Yep. And other things. And like German fries. Yeah, and the whole <laughs> roast <pretty> chickens. <laughs> and they sell everything here. It's basically like a world food market. But basically, like, just to kind of cap it up, it's the end of our filming for Series 2 and Series 3. The special's kind of its own brainchild linked to the series. It's all interconnected with Series 3, but we wanted to do something special. We closed Series 2 out with Macau. So, realistically, it's now the time and point that we say we're literally two days away from leaving. And the next podcast is also going to be live from Hong Kong Airport because we thought we might as well milk all the budget and have Pete talk to us one more time in a live location before he embarks on a stupidly long trip back to England yeah my uh, I worked it out earlier I've essentially got 29 hours of travelling yeah and that's that, that's actually only from when the plane takes off in Japan so, uh, so I'm not even counting the airport bit before. This is basically the life of glamour. And he's not even in economy class. He's in unboxing a pet up and sticking in quarantine class, which is really different. Oh, no, animals actually uh, legally have to have more space on an aircraft than humans do. What? Yeah. Yeah, if you're carrying animals in transit, then the amount of space required is more than uh, we actually get in economy class. Oh. So there you go. Yep. Yep, so it pays to be an animal, which is why which is why Pete's in the cage. That's why I'm going in the cage. Yep, 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 yep. So basically, uh, yeah, we, we will kind of discuss the wrap-up of the two uh, projects really in the airport, like 
pretty much next episode in the podcast where we will be live. That is back. assuming that everything runs on time. Mm. True. <laughs> but we will be live, hopefully, mm-hmm. in uh, Hong Kong Airport. Otherwise, we might be mid-air. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Just, who knows what we'll be doing? <laughs> but basically, um, yeah, Wynn and I will be going back. We will then start the edit, which is sounding weird to everyone who's seen all of this or heard all of this mm-hmm. over the duration. But we will be starting the edit process of Series 2 when we get back to Hong Kong. So we've got... Our work is not over yet, Winifred. No. Nope. But Pete will be going back to normal life. And back to work. And back to work. <laughs> a week later. Yes. Nonetheless. So what I want to do right now is really kind of go through the reflections on what's been the highlights of our Japan trip. What have you enjoyed the most? And basically, like, you know what would you recommend for people who are coming out here so we're going to do it's kind of a three question thing but we're all going to answer the same thing so I'm going to ask the unicorn slayer first because we all know slayers go first Mm -hmm. so highlights of Japan Um, all of it let's be honest it's an incredible city Tokyo Um, Tokyo yeah Um, and Yokohama yeah absolutely love this has been one of the highlights today it's been awesome um Probably the favourite areas, Ueno and Asakusa. Yeah. Because um, I like markets. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Me uh, too. Yeah. But no, it's, it's all been absolutely incredible. Yeah. I'm very similar in, in, in the construct of Asakusa. Mm. Ueno, I like because it's more old school. It mm. feels more like a local community as opposed to a big sort of sprawl, city sprawl. I will say Yokohama, when we were on the side we were on this morning, felt like real Japan. It felt like the kind of Japan that you always dream about seeing. Obviously, there's a bit more Western influence there mm. because historically it's, it's obviously linked. There's actually, uh, Sao was saying, there's a hill nearby with a lot of uh, foreign people based up there as a community and an international school that mm. she actually went to. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. So she's kind of a lifer in Yokohama. She's a local, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of cool to hear that, really. This place has got a lot of history, a lot of marine history here. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think those three places were a particular highlight for me, too, because Asakusa just felt very different paced. Obviously, there's a lot more suburban areas, a lot more walkways where you saw actual houses Mm. and people's life and stuff like this. The Sky Tree area is kind of awe-inspiring. Yeah, yeah. It's really a landmark, you know, and it's it's quite awe-inspiring in many ways. And I like the Asahi headquarters as well. Um, <laughs> With the golden daikon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The golden <laughs> something. Yeah. The golden something. something. <laughs> but basically, that whole area is kind of fun. And I enjoyed that the... Uh, the community and the commercial are separate enough so you can enjoy them by walking in a day and just yeah. enjoy and experience everything. Just a really cool atmosphere and a lot of more genuine restaurants on the streets and just generally cool things. Uh, Ueno, I just think Ueno's kind of like, I think because we're British and we've sort of spent most of our life in the city suburbs, <laughs> we kind of relate to Ueno. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Redditch of Tokyo or the Dudley of Tokyo yeah yeah. so it's kind of got that feeling and being Mm. close to the fact that again you've got a zoo 
and a yeah. massively amazing temple. Like oh, if yeah. you if you want to see the temple there, it's super historical. Uh, there's actually a warrior's tomb there, which we didn't want to put in the show. Our respect and shrines and just you got old, you got new, mm. and you got a zoo. And it all yeah. rhymes, and it's amazing. There but you go, that's that new tourist land. There you go, old, old new, and got we got a zoo. zoo. There you go. And <laughs> soon, we'll have pandas, go figure. But basically, I loved it. It's kind of everything in Tokyo in a condensed space, mm. which is really, really cool. For me, the highlight was walking and connecting all the places by foot right because mm. uh, for the previous trips I've been here I've only gone by taxi by train and it's it's a little disorientating it's yeah. kind of like the reason why a lot of tourists go to London and actually take one stop from like Covent Garden to Leicester Square mm. when if you actually walk it it's like three minutes yeah. right so I really enjoyed it was very tiring but you know doing the walks from one uh sort of area like Shibuya to Shinjuku and then seeing, oh, actually, this is north of that, this yeah. is east of that. It's also, I mean, obviously people coming in here wouldn't usually spend a month here. We spent yeah. a solid month here. Yeah. But if you do spend, say, a four-week uh, four <laughs> period or a six-week period, it's really beneficial to map it out by walking because, yeah. number one, you shrink the city down. Because it, it is such an immense city, it's but once huge. once you've walked it, you kind of know, right, that's the direction for there, that's the direction for there, that's the direction for there. And it, it becomes bearable. We've actually figured out that we've walked over 160 miles yeah. in our time here, which is pretty insane. Mm -hmm. But definitely worth doing, because I think if you ever come back to Tokyo, you'd know it. You're kind of very familiar, like this I need to go to, to link to that, and, yeah, and yeah. so on and so forth. What I will say is, uh, it requires a lot of patience, especially when, like myself, you zen walk, which means you cut Pete off his Google Maps, you <laughs> cut Win off her Google Maps, and you get lost for about eight hours before you find your way home. But I that is one way of going. <laughs> it is, it is. But I always find my way back, so I'm, I'm like a yes. dog, which is very yes. good. I've got canine senses. You're like a boomerang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always come back if you throw me. That's right. And I've been throwing it pretty hard. Yeah. But the thing I wanted to say, because I didn't get a chance to kind of cap off with the Yokohama stuff, Tokyo is very much, for me, and I'll, I'm sure I'll experience Osaka, Kyoto at some point, and other places, Hiroshima. There's loads of places I want to go to in Japan anyway. We've got a lot of friends in various places. But Tokyo, for me, is massively close to uh, New York in areas. It's massively close to Los Angeles in areas. It's massively close to London in areas. Whereas Yokohama feels more of an identity mm. straight away. More of a community, more of an identity, more manageable. Yeah. And I think that if I ever wanted to do this trip again, personally, I would come here as a base and then go to Tokyo for a couple of days just to look mm. at stuff and then come back. Because being in the center of Tokyo is quite overwhelming. That's a yeah. good point to make. Like when you're here for four weeks or more, it's very overwhelming. Um, it's beautiful. It's an amazing place. But sometimes it's got that kind of feeling where it's too much, too much all the time. And I think Yokohama was a breath of fresh air. Mm. It really was. Yeah, it's a lot Almost more relaxed, literally because it? it's less polluted. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm joking. It, it just is. It's, yeah. it's just more our speed, a lot more chilled out. 
um, it's quite an amazing and impressive place down the street we were to see that every bus stop bench and every sort of little resting area was covered in like a basket weaved of light like fairy lights and that's kind of something that I absolutely loved about Yokama when I first got here it's just the attention to detail mm. if you were a kid and you lived in this area you would grow up to be the best creative mind on the planet <laughs> and I think that's happened yeah <laughs> so you know that's in tribute Japan but I will say on the positive note of Tokyo it took a while to adapt to the etiquette the rules and life in a city that scale I've mm. never really seen a city that shields you from sunlight and Tokyo's <laughs> built on all sides so it kind of does yeah. it kind of grips you into uh, shadow really yeah so it's hard to know what time of day it is at times but one thing I've loved here is how diverse Tokyo is how incredible it is to explore one street in Tokyo is never the same no which is I think the only city I've been to that it's sort of reminiscent to that is, is London. Very special, very close to, to something we know in England, but very close to America, as I said. When you go to the Tokyo Dome area, it's almost <laughs> jaw-dropping in, in, in a weird sense. But it's like we've been very privileged to see a lot of Tokyo. We've seen, different sides yeah, of Tokyo, yeah. really. And... I think it's the kind of place, especially when you first come here, you never really know how amazing it is until you leave it, unfortunately. And none of us really want to leave, do we? Nope. We've kind of come to terms with this place. <laughs> so it's, uh, we're all kind of going to bow at absolutely everyone we meet from now on. I think that's now formally etiquette for us. We're all going to say as is ours and spell it as such because... I think that's the correct way. I think Japan's got that right. Why have an hour when you can have an hour? It's just, it just yeah, makes sense. Right. But I think that too we've light. got too too right. Yeah, too light. Too too light or too dark, whatever. <laughs> but I think that we've been very fortunate. We've seen all the icons. We've seen all of the uh, particular brilliant places. Pete might might not. We'll see how he feels tomorrow when <laughs> we filled him with tranquilizers to get him to sleep tonight. He may go to the Imperial Palace. We had a look at it, and you've been there before. Yes, I have. Very special. It's a beautiful garden. It's enormous. <laughs> enormous as an area. Very special. Very akin to changing the guards in London, mm. Buckingham Palace kind of a thing. Very I, serene. I actually love that about Japan and, and, and the UK. I think if you spend time here, the logic and the people are very, very similar in mind. The only thing that's different is all of the standards and the and the old English ways have stayed in Japan and they're all polite and courteous and, and some of them aren't but some of them are kind of a deal whereas we're pretty much chavs and American yeah. now in the UK we're all American so uh, except for my dad who's like at least three billion years old in uh, youth terms hi dad how you doing hope you listen uh, but yeah so I've, I've loved it and I think it would be an amazing tour to go to other cities we stay tuned we might do the uh, FIA All of Japan edition you never know <laughs> it's really so, up to you guys what about advice for people coming to well that's the last thing area. advice we kind of covered a bit uh, in our podcast special mm. we covered a bit of the etiquette and the rulings and stuff I think for me I'm, gonna, I'm just going to roll out my advice then we'll go around the table my advice for anyone coming to Japan is 
absolutely leave your own thoughts and morals and, and etiquettes and stuff like this at home and you will experience a better experience if you bring all of the Japanese etiquette forward or definitely have a local here, maybe uh, find a translator or, or make friends with a local as soon as you can that speaks in, in dual language. It's hard to find, but you might, mm. if you're in a hosting situation or you're at a university town in Tokyo, you'll have someone that can translate, but just live it the Japanese way and you'll find loads of pathways opening. Actually, Pete made friends immensely quickly and you actually had an exclusive night out with them, didn't you? Yeah, Locals. yeah. Still can't figure out where we went. Um, <laughs> but we actually ended up in this awesome bar. It was on the fifth floor. Of a um, building. Of a building, obviously. Um, and it was just, it was, you walk in and the place is essentially concrete with oil drums around, um, a service counter stroke kitchen, the menu all around on the walls, and it's all standing. But it was, it was, it was entirely full of Japanese people. Um, when we got there, I was the only, you know, non-Japanese person in there which obviously the guy that I'd met, being Japanese, could take me to. Yeah. I wouldn't walk in there on my own. No. Yeah. And um, they, it was, they'd it was have incredible. to translate it, but that's, that's the... I think a lot of people who travel understand this. If you've got a local perspective... Yeah, definitely. You get diamonds kind of opening up to you that you would never experience. But that's, I think that's a vital key. Try and find someone local to be a friend straight away. If you can't do that... Literally, just keep an open mind. There's, yeah. there's not really a culture shock if you translate. So you've got to pay attention, and once you pay attention, you'll really find that everything's kind of what you know. Mm. But yeah, don't speak to people overtly in the street. Just bow, and they appreciate that. Things like that. Don't be too vocal. Just be gestures. Keep it silent. It's the Asian, it's the Asian way. But of course, when you're out of Tokyo and Yokohama, it becomes a lot more chilled out. Mm. So I think Tokyo is just a case of, it's the royal city really now. Uh, it's where parliament is, so it's very strict. That's, that's another thing. Kind of like London, it's more stiff, London. Yeah. Unless you're like out on a night out with your mates from London, <laughs> then it isn't, but that's the point. If you've got mates in Japan, yeah. in Tokyo especially, they'll take you out and treat but it's, you But like. it's not something that should put you off no. at all. No. You know, it's, it's not that bad. Absolutely. It isn't really, you just adapt. Mm. I mean, it's... It's, we said, though, it is the most strict etiquette we've ever lived oh, in yeah. a country. But after you're used to it, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely cool. So that's, that's my advice. What's your advice? I have two pieces of advice. First piece of advice is, if possible, try to learn the katakana alphabet and mm. or the hiragana because at least you can because right now I'm looking at this menu and it says torafuto so draft so I'm, I, I already know oh that's like draft beer right so or you could have said that to me and I still wouldn't know you meant draft <laughs> or it could just be that we're in the windy part <laughs> of the underground station yeah exactly yeah <laughs> If you learn a bit of the language, every bit helps. But if you can't, you know, learn a bit of the alphabet, that might help you along the yeah. way. And the second piece of advice is, if you have time, get out of Tokyo. Yes. Just for a different perspective. Yeah, go somewhere nearby, Chiba, yeah. Yokohama. Um, or, or, you know, take Even a Even if it's trip. like half bullet an train. hour, an hour's uh, train away. Yeah, just take a bullet train to Osaka if you've got the money to do that. Mm -hmm. It's quite expensive, about 200 quid. 
roughly. It's, it's probably worth it, to be honest. It is worth it. But that's the thing, explore. Yeah. yeah. Explore, it's worth exploring. That's mine. All right, good, good advice, Pete. We've pretty much covered most of mine. All I'd say is with, uh, with, with wins, um, most of us don't sit down and learn a language. <laughs> so just learn, and this is general advice whenever you go abroad, it's just learn mm-hmm. the basics, the please, the thank you, the hello, the goodbye. Yeah. And wherever you go, it's appreciated. And you, you will you will see the difference. Yeah. And I think uh, one note that I did just think about, knowing you and how you've done things here, because Pete is a really good ambassador for those that have no idea really about <laughs> Tokyo. They know about it roughly, but really no, no, no base clue. So I think another good piece of advice is if you find a 7-Eleven, if you're American, you'll know what that is. If you're British or European, 7-Eleven, Family Mart, something like this, if you're stuck on food, because sometimes you'll go to places, there'll be no English, and if you find yourself desperate in a hotel or something, you've got a microwave in the room, or something accessible, 7-Eleven and the Family Mart that are dotted pretty much everywhere Mm. are really good places to get food that's more recognizable to you. It's also good to act as an intro, to certain Japanese things, ramen, tonkatsu, curry, things like this. Try it there before you then go to, say, a tonkatsu restaurant, because at least you will recognize something as a picture. So in a sense, use a convenience store as your base. But if you do get chance to go to supermarkets, an amazing experience, really cool. They're kind of like an expanded convenience store, most of them in the city. You do get your massive ones, which are a bit more like Whole Foods or something like that in America. Nothing like ours. They're more either quasi-European or American. Yeah. So they're very akin to that. But it's an experience. So yeah, if you do come to Tokyo, try and Twitter us on our uh, um, Twitter feed and let us know how you got on and your adventures. Feel free to add to the photo collection, man. Like, just build a community. And to the people of Japan, especially knowing that the Olympics is happening next year, I just think if anyone from Japan is listening right now, thank you so much for having us in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. It's, been a, it's been an honor and a privilege to be here. Mm-hmm. And we've enjoyed Indeed. every single minute. So we'll see you in kind of either mid-flight or in <laughs> the airport of Hong Kong. We will find out. And we might or might not be amongst a bunch of crazy rioters. <laughs> Protesters. But, oh, sorry. Yes. 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 Well protest rises and uh, we are landing back at the weekend as well we which are, is when, when they are. like to party so we don't even know if Win and I will ever get back home to edit any of this and it could be pine and sky you might still admit be in the airport when I get home exactly or for the next month yeah. you never know but whatever comes we'll be there to wrap up the Hong Kong experience and the overall experience especially with Pete that's going to be a live episode. We're, we're treating our, our listeners here. Yep. It's quite amazing. Yeah. Of course, we could just be in a tape-recorded setting in the middle of a box room. You'll never know. I wish, because that would make editing this podcast so much well, easier. You know, what? But... you know what? I'm going to do a world first in podcast. When this airs, I will actually prove that we are doing this live <laughs> by taking pictures right now in real time. Hold on, let me get a better one of Pete. I screwed that one up. There we go. Of real time, these pictures we will show you and hashtag as the actual podcast pictures of this episode. So you will know 
that we are not lying to you. We have done this live. Yeah. It is in Alibaba, legitimately. But from Tokyo and from us. Oh, oh, uh, Kirin. Hi. It's last orders for food. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no food, no, no food. Uh, just. You, do you want another? Hi. One more, Kieran. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah, so that's us. So we're obviously live in a restaurant. That literally, <laughs> that was the excellent paid extra that we just had. I'm just going to be honest. They didn't pay again. Oh, God, they didn't. No, that's okay. Thank you. No, no. So, yeah. There you go. That was. Uh, that's we managed to get through a whole Dude, hour. We literally just did <laughs> photos to prove it, and then the world turns up and wants to talk to yeah. us. So you now know we're not lying. We are actually in Alibaba. If you're in Tokyo or Yokohama, uh, enjoy the nightlife, man. Mm -hmm. It does shut early, so what you're used to in most cases in the US. Some places do. Yeah, some places do. You have to find a local to find a good place. Mm -hmm. That's that's it. Get married to a local. Oh my <laughs> do whatever. But make sure... I'm going to go out tonight and attempt to do that. <laughs> exactly. But no, seriously, uh, just to wrap up Tokyo, it's been literally a, pl a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to miss it, man. It's going to be mm -hmm. tough mm -hmm. to Absolutely. leave. Really tough to leave. But uh, we'll be back. We'll be back sometime, someplace, some way in the near future. When, probably do the 10-year anniversary. <laughs> Who knows? But in the meantime... If you're coming for the Olympics, enjoy it. Enjoy everything about it. And if you're here for the Rugby World Cup or you've now been here for the Rugby World Cup, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Great place. Yeah. And like I said, please feel free to post all Japan adventures that you might have had personally onto the Twitter feed. We'll share notes. They won't. But they won't. No, no, no. one does. No, no, no. But you can live in hope. <laughs> we can. Yeah. So I hope you enjoy season three our Tokyo series been a hell of a road I've been ill for a lot of it so did the best I could let's be honest <laughs> but no man it's just been absolutely amazing so uh, yeah we'll be back it's not the same place but definitely the same time mm -hmm. next week over and out so goodbye from me <laughs> goodbye, goodbye from Tokyo. Pete and we'll leave it to win for the wrap up Subscribe to FIA Gets Tubed on YouTube for access to all Project FIA episodes and extras. As you know, you can find our podcast on all the major platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions and drop us your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is projectfia.rebelrated.